THN is brought to you by Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, Listen Nerds Like You, and Floating Bunny head creator Jonathan Sims. Head to Skelenaut.com today to see John's comics, shirts, art prints, and more. That's S-K-E-L-E-N-A-U-T.com. Ah, Yes. Ho, ho, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? Jolly devil. Welcome, kids, to the Two-Headed Nerd comic book podcast. First and only live Facebook talk show. We call it THN Cover to Cover. It is Saturday, August 17th, and here is how it works. Every Saturday from 11 noon Central Standard Time, Joey and I are talking all things comics and nerddom with you nerds, and we do it live. I may have mentioned that before. You can call us at 402-819-4894, or you can click our Facebook Call Now button if you want to get in on the action. If you can't, feel free to leave us a message, and we'll play it on the show, or you can send us an MP3 to TwoHeadedNerd at gmail.com. Before we get started, the Internet's Joe Patrick is going to reset the question of the week. Sorry, I'm busy uh, reading all your messages and accepting all the friend requests you ignore on Facebook. Don't accept those people. I don't know them. <laughs> I don't like them. I got enough friends. I'm done. I'm out of the friend business. This week's question was submitted by Eddie via the THN forums. What universally loved book, comic book, or storyline did you just find sort of meh? Meh. Meh. Okay. You didn't hate it, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You know. Right. We've got all kinds of crap to talk about this week. Uh, so Krypton is in trouble of being canceled. Krypton has been canceled. Oh, it is canceled. Yes. And, oh. the, and the planned Lobo spinoff has also been canceled. Oh, the one they announced before Lobo even made it on the show? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the one. Um, of Although they were, they were shooting for the stars, though. I'll give them that. Were, That's yeah, great. they were really going for it. Uh, of course, continued uh, Hawks and Pox t- uh, chat. More Hawks and Pox uh, conspiracy chat. Uh, Definitely. We'll get to that. You and McGregor is officially in talks to return as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, I want to talk about that. I got a buddy that's going to come on the show, hopefully, and we're going to rap about it a little bit. That. I want to talk about the Sith Troopers, too. What the hell is a Sith Trooper? I don't know. They're red. I'm not paying any. I like, I don't know Everybody anything about anything. Everybody has all these different ideas of what they're, they're supposed to be, and it's driving me nuts. Maybe they have force powers. I, that's dumb if they do. Why is it dumb? I don't like Tell them. me why it's dumb. Because there's only supposed to be like one in one. What do you got a bunch of other How guys? How can there around? only be two Sith but a billion Jedi? Did, it doesn't make any sense. They're that badass, and we know that rule. So it doesn't it doesn't matter if it makes sense or not. Mm. It's a rule. Rules are meant to be broken. Shut up. God. Yeah. <laughs> uh Method Man will be playing Ben Urich in the audio podcast adaptation of Marvels. <laughs> That's weird, right? I mean, I'm all for the Wu Tang getting theirs, you know, and like Ben Urich. <laughs> okay, sure. Right. All right. Well, the phone lines are open 402 819 4894. We have all manner of crap and garbage to talk about. Crap and garbage. Uh, namely, JMS is back in the comic book business. And I wanted to sit here today and have a little discussion and just kind of go through. Didn't we go through this on the main show? I mean, we talked about, like, the, the story. We really got to drag JMS through the mud for a second episode I want to talk about, is he good at what he does or not? Let's look at his hits and his misses. And let's decide, is he good or is he bad? I think he's a good writer that's like, made I want a rot- lot of really bad decisions. I want a Rotten Tomatoes score on JMS. Oh, uh, 60%. 60, you're going to say? Yeah, just borderline fresh. I think it's lower than that. Nah. I'm saying 55, mm. maybe. 50, 55. Mm. I mean, like, he gets, a lot of, 
he gets a he gets a lot of goodwill for Babylon Five, which is not a show that I watched, but people love. It was fine. Babylon. There was nothing wrong. With Babylon Five. I'm talking comics. We're not talking sure. about. But I'm I mean, not, I'm but talking his, about JMS. His TV career is part of what formed his comics career. It's where he comes from. It's true. But still, I want to talk about his comics specifically. Okay. How do you feel about the new second edition of Pathfinder? Says Corey Michael. I don't know. Uh, I feel great about it. I feel so good. It's you man, don't know anything it about Pathfinder. Me, I think do it you? makes me feel good. It gives him a straight boner. I would say, yeah, good. I'll give it a good. You have to talk to Willie Toots about that. I've not played any Pathfinder second edition, so I don't know. I know people are either very happy about it or super pissed about it, which seems to run pretty typical for the internet. I haven't done any role-playing games in, like, two years. No one's coming right down the middle and be like, ah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Make sure that's doing that. The phone line is open, 402-819-4894. So, JMS. What do you think the best thing JMS has ever done? And when I say JMS, of course, I mean J. Michael Straczynski. Yeah. What's the best thing he's ever done? Your favorite J. Michael Straczynski thing. Oof. I think mine is rising stars. I think it's rising stars. Yeah. Uh, it's the sort of situation where I have to like actually look up and, and remember what all he did. Cause he's known for basically two things. Uh, those top cow books and amazing Spider-Man. Right. And he has done things. He did some things at DC that didn't end well. Uh, comic book. DB. Hello, Melissa and Ola Tom Barrett. Uh, hola. Hala. Hala, Tom Barrett. We, oh, is it a hala? Is it like hala? No, I think it's hola. Oh, all right. Yeah, hola. Yeah. Adam Wednesday's in here. All right, kids. The phone lines are open. Let's get this going. And don't tell me this. Oh, I'm trying to call him. It's not working. Maybe it's not working. No, do not disturb us off. Everything's working fine. Call me now. 402-819-4894. C-Z-Y-N-S-K-I. I'm really impressed by my ability to spell that name. Yeah, it's weird. He's got a big, long Polish hockey name, and I can oh, spell, it I spell it correct almost every time. It's crazy. <laughs> I think Rising Stars is definitely the best thing he did. I have some ill will towards the book because it took so long to end. But that's not necessarily the book's fault. That's a, when business gets in the way. Outside of that, I don't love his Amazing Spider-Man or where it went. Uh, I loved I loved lots of things about it. I love things about it. It did some very terrible things to Spider-Man. Yes. I did like his Thor, but there were things about his Thor that I didn't care for as well. Oh, no, I really liked his Thor. Yeah? Yeah. Right, what did right, you right, like right. about his Thor? Hold on, hold on. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who dis? JD got a catch. I, could, I knew by the pause it was going to be you. We've got that ne weird <laughs> neither world pause. JD, how are we today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm back down from the goddamn mountain and back at it. All right. So you got over the whole problem with uh, losing the lake house because you started reading modern comics. We're through that. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> That's good. I was worried about you. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, JD uh, works for us in our digital comics division. He writes about things that are six months old uh, because that's when they come out of the Marvel app. And JD is also a ghost writing from the neither world. It just takes comics that long to get there. Yeah, but he doesn't so. know that, though, right? Oh, yeah, but he doesn't know that, so don't tell him. It's a whole lake house kind of thing, you know? Yeah, like if he finds out he's dead, then it's it's all over. Yeah, he'll freak out. JD, what do you want to rap about? Oh, <laughs> uh, actually, answer of the week. Hit us. Book or comic uh, book that the, you felt meh about. Yeah. Um, I I had a hard time with this one because I think everyone knows that I generally don't like Jeff Lemire and Rick Remender as much as everyone thinks I should. So I didn't want to use that answer again. Okay. And uh, so I think you should too. And we've uh, talked about this. Ad nauseum. Yeah, yes. 
<laughs> yeah. So uh, I was just going to uh, Copra. I, I read Copra round one. Really? And I I felt like I was missing something. Joe Patrick might and bitch slap you for this. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's fine. And honestly, I mean, I was actually just listening to an interview with uh, Michelle FIFA uh, actually on the way on the way home uh, from my breakfast this morning. And uh, I, I realized why it's because I don't share the touchstone with those inspirations that he does of the, those like eighties crisis era. Sure. Suicide comics. Squad specifically. Sure. Yeah. I just, I just don't have that touchstone that he does. So, you know, I recognize the skill in it and I recognize, you know, how awesome it is. And I definitely have mad respect for, you know, the way he basically just bulldog that into existence yeah. and made it a thing all on his own. I mean, that I have mad respect for, but yeah. And, and uh, with a lot of the stuff, I, I'm going to give it another, I'm going to give it another shot. I'm going to try it again to see if I, see if I dig it or not. You know, the imagery launch is coming up in a mood. <laughs> yeah. Is imagery launching into single issues or they're releasing it as trades? Well, they've done both. Yes. They've re-released all five trades. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, and then they are starting over with a new number one. That's going to pick up where the last one left off. I really like Copra. And I think it's because just like you said, I did have that touchstone. It's one that I went back and visited later on. I wasn't reading DC comics when that was coming out, but I will say his GI Joe that he did. I was super excited for Sierra Muerte or what it was, right? Mm -hmm. Sierra Muerte. Yeah. And it was kind of whatever. It was fine. A little cheese ball, you know, it well, just I mean, didn't do much. The, for that's the point of that sort of story, though. Well, it's, it's taking the original cartoon version of G.I. Joe and that. telling an overtop story with it. I get that. It's, but just, I, it's no different than Tom Scioli's GoBots. Here's how it is different. I really enjoyed or, Tom Scioli's GoBots. Well, that's your fault. <laughs> like, I thought it was better. Well, but also the but also, I mean, the thing with that is, is why do we need that when we already have Tom Scioli's G.I. Joe versus Transformers? Yeah, I guess that's I mean, kind that's of it. Good. That that's not totally how I felt about it. Like it was fine. I thought it was fine. There's nothing offensive about it. I gave it yeah. a I gave it a buy it when I reviewed it, I believe. Or no, you reviewed it. I gave it a buy it. it. That's right. I just thought it was fine. And I thought what Tom Scioli does with these older projects where he goes back and it's just pure, you know, like childlike fun with what he's doing, but his weird imagination stuff, it just works better. And it right, it right, didn't right. work the same for me. I thought it was fine. Like he was trying to capture lightning yeah. in a bottle or something, you know. I don't know. I haven't I haven't checked that out yet. I, I probably I probably will because I'm a huge GI Joe mark. I mean, I love GI Joe. Um, Are you excited about the Chuckles yeah. movie? <laughs> I am actually. Yes. Uh, because what kind of question is that? Like what? Like what you guys said uh, on the on the, the weekly show. <laughs> You know, if they don't do the the Mike Costa G.I. Joe Cobra story arc, if, yeah, they, we if they tease us with the whole it's a chuckle story and they don't do the chuckle story. Right. Right. We riot. I'm gonna yeah. feel certain I'm gonna feel a certain kind of way about that. Like if the if right, exactly. If and they're not gonna panel do, for panel. If they're but. not gonna do just like a, a really over the top cartoon style G.I. Joe movie, I don't want a realistic G.I. Joe movie about the regular G.I. Joe characters. Roadblock. Right. And those like the guys with the yeah. silly code names. Yeah. Chuckles, though, is a spy. Right. That's different. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. a different kind of story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I, I think part of the I think part of the problem with those uh, first two movies is that they didn't go far enough. 
They didn't go far right. enough, and they made a lot of stupid decisions about like, yeah, Cobra uh, Commanders, the Baroness's, whatever the, f- I don't even like remember. Was brother? it her brother? I don't know. Something. Yeah, it's just like, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? What's the point? <laughs> yeah, it's like, just the blueprint is there. Yeah, just make do a, it. Make a crazy Fast and the Furious cars flipping off of. Other cars, oh, right? Yeah. Style GI <laughs> Joe movie. Cars flipping off well, of I other mean, cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it feels like essentially after after about Fast Five, once they introduced Dwayne Johnson into the franchise, those, Fast yeah. and the Furious became GI Joe. Those movies are <laughs> sci-fi movies. Yeah, I mean, the, Hobbs and Shaw is a sci-fi yeah, movie. They are doing GI Joe better than GI Joe is doing. Right? Shit. Yes. Yeah, no they absolutely. Are. No question. Like I watched Fast Seven. I, I hadn't. Or no, Fate of the Furious. I had not finished watching Fate of the Furious before right. I saw Hobbs and Shaw, so I watched it recently. And no joke, uh, Vin Diesel defeats a fleet of tanks by driving his car into another tank. Yeah. Yes. And it misfires all of its rockets yes. and blows up that fleet. <laughs> and then his car spins around and he he looks at Michelle Rodriguez with this like wink. And it's like, fam's back together, baby. Yeah, baby. Where is that G.I. Joe movie? Totally. Yeah. And I mean, I know, and yeah. hand it to the same guys. Go now. Where is Snake Eyes kicking a viper out of a trouble bubble and flying off? And just, I just hope when Chuckles is in disguise, he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt with snakes and cobras oh, all yeah. over it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah. we still know it's Chuckles. Yeah, right. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like he didn't like the cartoons. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If they introduced Wild Bill into the Fast and Furious franchise, nobody would bat an eye. No, that no, no would for sure. Perfectly. Fuck, dude. If Sergeant Slaughter showed up, nobody would care. <laughs> yeah. If, if the I mean, fridge but showed I'm up, we would be like, God damn, damn. Why a helicopter? I'm just glad I mean, the refrigerator Perry yeah. is still working. You yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just embrace, but, uh, embrace it, you in, cowards. In Marvel news. The, the, I do have one more. I did see news that you guys posted it. Uh, one more threat to my lease agreement is uh, Kelly Thompson and Bacallo on Deadpool. Yes, relaunching Deadpool. Might, That's interesting. Might have to pick that up uh, day and date just because her history with characters like that I, it gives me nothing but hope. I mean, she just makes characters that a lot of that could be polarizing or dis, or divisive. Yeah. Yeah. I think she has a right. pool in West Coast Avengers. Yes. Kelly Thompson made me care about yeah. that character. Fair enough. Or enjoy that character. I, know. I still do not care about her. Yeah. And see, so, yeah, so and, I read and, I read that and news. pairing her Go and ahead. pairing her with another divisive character was, I think, a bold and brilliant move. Yeah. Quentin Quire. Of, of yeah, yeah. Putting her with Qu- Quentin. Yeah, I mean, I like that she owned it, I guess. And it was a good book. I did enjoy it but, very yeah, much. So just to, to keep it on Deadpool, yeah, Kelly Thompson and Chris Bacalo, that's a team that gets me to care about reading Deadpool. And I haven't cared about reading Deadpool in years. No, that's true. I mean, like, I got to see what's going on, yeah. if nothing else. I mean, and the art's going to be stunning. Yeah, absolutely I'm very stunning. excited for it. It's been too long since we've seen Chris Bacalo draw anything. Yeah, fill-ins, covers. Yeah. I, that dude's been gone I think his la- was his last regular gig Jason Aaron's Doctor Strange, which was some years ago. I yeah, so. I think you're yeah. right. Yeah. I think that's right. It was at least no, he, he four did, years he, ago. He did some Spider-Man. He did some Spider-Man stuff more yeah. recently than that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But wasn't it just like fill like single story like, like backup or something? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was like interstitial between art type stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't saw, know. monthly West Coast Avengers and Kate and uh, Kate Bishop. I saw a, t- a video on Twitter of some actress from Stargirl, I think. Uh, so if uh, not Stargirl, the DC show, it's Stargirl, a Disney Channel movie. Okay. What? 
There's a dis- there's a yeah. <laughs> wait a minute what there's a Disney there's a Disney there's like a, a straight to Disney movie called Star Girl it's a I don't know when it came out oh man um, maybe this is why okay. they pushed back the series no no they're totally unrelated oh, okay um and this actress uh who whose stage name is Artemis uh, she has been training in martial arts and archery for like the last ten years of her life. And when she yes. found out that Marvel was making a Hawkeye show with Kate Bishop, she immediately started campaigning. Uh, she, oh, yeah. And she, oh, she, did the, oh, gotcha. and she did the bottle she cap challenge. She did the bottle cap challenge by shooting the bottle cap off with an arrow. I'm not fully convinced that any of those bottle cap challenges Look. are real. You ever seen one in person? No. Okay. <laughs> I am not buying it. I'm sorry. Uh, and I, I love Donnie Yen, but when he karate kicked the yeah, bottle no, cap, I, I believe like, that Donnie Yen one. Dude. I totally believe <laughs> the Donnie Yen on. one. Um, but uh, yeah, she looks the part. Like she's posted pictures of herself in like sort of a similar costume. Uh, she's yeah. got the training. All she right. looks like Kate Bishop. Kind I'm in. Of. I'm in. She's you know she's a little she skews a little young to what I think of when I think of Kate Bishop. Well, but like if we're gonna see, her, we're getting her as a at a, yeah, at a young start training. Then yeah. we need a young Kate Bishop. Well, and then again, if this thing doesn't come out for like a year or two, right? Then it's fine. Yeah. Like, I think she looks. I think she looks it. I'll, I mean, I'm I'll in. Take it. I, I agree. Yeah, if she can actually and shoot the arrows. The fact that she can hit the bottle cap with an arrow is enough for me. Let alone like unscrew it. I mean. Yeah, it's taken me years to get to that point. I would love to see Stephen <laughs> Amell try that shit. No. I can barely <laughs> unscrew a bottle with my hands. Screw you, arrow. Nice shot. <laughs> All right, we got to open the phone lines up here, JD. Nice to talk to you, though, brother. <laughs> All right, talk to you guys later. See you, buddy. Phone line is open 402-819-4894. I would like to hear from you. Hot take: the bottle cap challenge is not a real thing. There it's a go. real thing. Not I think buying some it. of them are fake. Not yes. buying some it. Some of them are definitely They're fake. They're all fake. 100% They're not all fake. 100%. No. You come and do one in front of me or I'm not buying it. Donnie Yen kicked that bottle off. And the earth it. is fucking flat and I'm not going to oh, talk okay. about this well, anymore. Thank you for listening to <laughs> THN Cover to Cover. This will be our final show. <laughs> What's up, Brian Domingos? Hey, Jason Farrell. Jason Farrell. Oh, nice. Jason Farrell. From BromahaCon. Yes. Uh, so JMS, uh, while we're still beating that dead horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about. Uh, you know, his name is impossible to look up on comic book. Wins TV. and losses. Uh, you know what? He did Supreme Power, which I did enjoy for a while. Mm, yeah. But I agree uh, with that the another assess- one that like fell off where like somebody else finished it. Um, well, like, yes, I don't know the story behind it, but yes, he, he stopped writing it at some point. And, and somebody that was the else first was writing time it. we saw the Squadron Supreme. Like make a return in quite a while, wasn't it? This was like the Marvel Max version of the squad. Oh, that's right, that's right. Um, separate from what was going on and whatever was going on and whatever's going on right now, which I don't totally understand at all. Uh, they are not the real Squadron Supreme. Not at all. The Black Panther came out and was like, you guys aren't the Squadron Supreme. Yeah, yeah. So You showed up and they're uh, like, we're America's heroes, bro. Yeah, right. <laughs> in uh, the pages of the latest of Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought it was Gary Frank again, teaming with Gary Frank. Uh, it was a, it was a mature readers version of the squadron Supreme, which is an homage to the justice league of America. Um, and I liked it for a while and then, yeah, it fell off. Yeah. So, and I agree with everyone's assessment that like he starts, he starts things, he starts strong and then he peters out or he quits or whatever. Like that's, that's a fact. It happens. Sure. Like, I don't know any run of anything that he has nailed. <laughs> I don't know any I don't know any run of anything that he has finished without some sort of drama. Yeah, I'll give you that. 
Like, because even though he finished his run on Spider-Man with one more day, he asked his name to be taken off. Yeah, of he threw a fit about it. And so and we yeah. still don't know. Totally. Like he says, hey, this was Casada's idea. Casada's like, what are you talking about? He agreed. You came he to had, me with the idea. I think they boiled down to him agreeing that the marriage needed to go, but he did not agree with the this devil. Is the, the, one, the one more day. Yeah. The we're talking about for those of you. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, so yeah, he's got, he's had a lot of great starts and I've enjoyed things he's written. It's just, yes, I, I don't remember ever having a problem with his Thor run. I liked his Thor run. He's the one that brought, uh, he's the one that brought, um, maybe it happened before him. Maybe it happened in that Fantastic Four issue. Say what you're going to say. Well, I believe his run is what focused on, uh, Asgard being, on earth above Oklahoma, above Broxton, Oklahoma. Yeah. Because fraction took it over afterwards. Fraction right? took it over after. Yeah. yeah. It was already there and it was there because some Thor event parked it there. happened and they had to leave and then something took their well, place. There was, <laughs> it was um, a whole thing <laughs> during Avengers disassembled. Right. They did the Ragnarok storyline. Ah. Michael Avon Oming okay, was yeah, writing yeah, yeah. it. That's right. Uh, and so all the Asgardian gods were gone. Yeah. And so JMS is bringing is what was bringing them back from beyond. Okay. Uh, and that's where we got like a return of Donald Blake. Right. And gotcha. uh, I remember Loki now. was a woman. Yeah. It was and fun. Yeah. I liked that run. It was fun. Olivier Coppel drew it. I don't think it was real long though. I think he did it for like a year. Um, Maybe year and a half. He had three volumes. At least it looks like. Okay. So at least two years. Roughly. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Give or take. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree. Like his name, when I see his name, I'm like, oh, okay. He's not but star I'm power. I'm not anymore. like, no. it's not like where it's like Matt Fraction is writing this or whoever. And he done me wrong. So he done me wrong. Yeah, you know, that's a fair assessment. I'm just saying. Right. 402-819-4894. The phone line is open. I would like to talk to you kids. There is an Obi-Wan TV show coming. Yeah. I am... I'm not going to say I'm not excited. Okay. I'm not going to say that. All right. I have this thing wherever we talk about the prequels where I just like, Oh, I seize up like remembering a trauma from my youth, you know, and every time we start to connect the new star Wars stuff to the old star Wars stuff, I just get squeamish. The prequels are canon and you're going to have to accept it. I know. And I know. And if we can do a good Obi-Wan show, I'm totally into that. I think we can all agree that the prequels should have been Obi-Wan's story period. It should have been the story of Obi-Wan. I mean, it sort of was, but mm. Mm. yeah, no, I mean, he was the driving force behind a but lot it's of it. Straight off into so much bullshit. We needed to get the Anakin. Uh, you could have done that in the very last movie. Who's this kid? We know who he's going to be. Don't show him in as a baby. I don't need any of that shit. Take it all out. <laughs> get rid of it. The thing about the prequels is that. The, the, the story structure, like the way the story progresses I don't have a ton of problems with like the outline of the prequels. Right. Sure. But there's no reason why uh, a movie called uh, Attack of the Clones should have been so fucking boring. No, Uh, all of them were so boring. We did not need a 15 minute. That's so wizard. No, that is my point. I don't need Anakin Skywalker, the immaculately conceived god of jedis god i like that's stupid baby swimming with bugs yeah Ugh. 
uh, dumb. No, just, so I'm yeah, just saying, I mean, like, yeah, there are a lot of bad choices, but I think show like, me young Obi Wan. Show me like how he was trained and him coming up and everything, and the faults that he had that led to what happened to Anakin becoming Darth Vader. And don't ever show us that. We don't need to see it. It can be scary. And we can wonder what happened and all that shit. You look, know, look at all these people watching but not calling. I know this is ridiculous. Brian Domingos, Chris Bockelder. 402-819-4894. We have plenty of things to this talk about, kids. This month's sponsor, Jason Sims. <laughs> Just kidding. Jonathan Sims. Patrick Kavanaugh. My wife. Hello. My wife. Frank Cirillo Frank jumped Cirillo. in here. My wife has probably already logged off. <laughs> she <laughs> likes to log on, show her support for a few seconds, oh, and then log off. Oh, that's very sweet. Yeah. Everything counts, baby. It all counts. Um, but yeah, I mean, the idea that we had young Obi-Wan as a Padawan having to, like, become a full Jedi before he was ready. Yeah. Taking this young, powerful kid under let's his wing. Fo- let's focus on all that. And in the very yeah, end, the, get to the, the kid. Clone Wars. Of course we needed to see the Clone Wars. Only I'd like to see the actual Clone Wars. Yes. I don't want right. to see st- like fucking stormtroopers versus robots. Yes. And then stormtroopers are everybody on the count of three. We're, we're going to count to three. We're going to shoot them all when they're not looking. One, two, kablooey. You know, like, screw that. That's so dumb. <laughs> Frank's working on it. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover Caller. Who dis? It's Brian Domingos. Brian Domingos. Hello, Brian. How are we today, sir? Good. What's going on, guys? We're just kicking it. We were screaming about the Star Wars prequels, and uh, we were talking about J. Michael Straczynski and whether or not he is a winner or a loser. Oh, we're, he's a big loser. Right? Uh, right? Easy. He's easy, a loser. Easy, easy. I'm um, s- I think he, he's a, I mean, I don't know. I, Babylon 5 is, like, not my thing. I don't like that kind of sci-fi, so... Um, I know that's what people are always like, yeah, but Babylon 5, so I, I got to take that out. But Yeah, um, I'm, I'm just like, comics only. I'm just saying comics only. Oh, yeah, I, comics Babylon 5 only, was not for like, me. I get why people liked it. Yeah, like it's fun. like probably like they like all every like people like every Star Wars or Star Trek show, whether it's good or not. So whatever, you know, that's Agreed. fine. But comics, comics wise, like, no, he um, I liked the, the beginning of his Spider-Man stuff, like with yes. uh, John Romita Jr. Um, because I. And but uh, I don't know. I mean, it went into that like even the totem stuff sort of made sense mm. a little bit, but then mm. it went it went really too far. It, it went too far. I, it did. Go I think too it far. turned yeah. when Moreland showed up. That is when the run turned. Like I, I have to yeah, admit, like, like I was super intrigued where they, when Ezekiel showed up and was like, "What is that guy with spider powers?" Yeah, you know, like I, I was hooked. And when Aunt May found out his identity, I loved all of that stuff. I take it back. When Ezekiel showed up is when it turned because it's what it ended up being. And it was just like at first we were like, "Ooh, well that's weird," and then you're like, "Yeah." Uh. I mean, it, it, when all was said and done, I did not need like Spider-Man to be connected to some mystical just, power it's source. It's lazy. It's like, oh, the prophecy says there's always been a Spider-Man. Like, fuck and off. That's, and that's why, all, that's why all of his <laughs> villains are, are yeah. animal themed. Like, did you ever <laughs> like, wonder why you had to fight the rhino? That's like, like that's like John Byrne deciding right, what about that Spot? You know, where like, does Spot come into the prophecy? <laughs> that's like John <laughs> Byrne deciding that Sandman and Norman Osborn were distant cousins because they have the same haircut. Yes. They both had the Jared curl. Yes. Yeah. There, there's something there is like the animal thing is like, there's like, it's like the one sentence idea. Like, okay, that sounds interesting. And then the execution is like, wait, what are we doing? Right. right. Yeah. 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 Totally. Exactly. And it's just lazy. And then you it's end lazy. up with Spider-Man right. having a sticky back and, and 
talons or whatever they were, oh, huge pinchers in his Ugh. forearms. Yeah, so they and then they went and then they had to, you know, they were like, the only way to fix this is to um, is to bring in the devil and ruin everything. So <laughs> pretty much. Know, so that that that's a pretty big um, pretty big black mark of like yeah. we you yeah. fucked this up so bad we had to fuck this up so bad that people hate it. 15 years ago. And we still, to this day. One more day was how long ago? Straczynski, I don't remember the timeline on that. When, like, did he come out before and be like, I don't want my name on that? Or was Uh, it afterwards? It was after the first couple had come out. When everyone was like, you're doing what? (laughs) Yeah, it was after the first couple had come out, because I don't think his name is on the last two issues. Brian, did you just fall out of a plane? No. Okay. No. No. (laughs) All right. It was a crazy snap. Um, Who's asking? Just I haven't landed yet. Give me a second. No problem. Um, Nerds, I am super excited to inform you that we once again have someone dumb enough to sponsor this show. What a fool. His name is Jonathan Sims. I mean, what a great guy. (laughs) You've heard us talk about him. He's the creator of Floating Bunnyhead comic books and the forthcoming official THN t-shirt. We did it, you guys. It's all happening. We did it. You can check out John's shop at Skelenaut.com for Snack Attack, the coloring book. It's got a bunch of food-based monsters. It's gross and it's awesome. Sounds disgusting. Yeah. He's got t-shirts. He's got comics. He's got enamel pins like his brand spanking new raptor tail grab pin, which is available now. It's a cartoon velociraptor with a backwards ball cap doing a tail grab on a skateboard. Holy Holy shit. shit. He's got a magnificent, flowing, lush beard. He sells great art prints, t-shirts. I said that. Beard is not for sale. I said that too. Beard (laughs) not for sale. Step off, you guys. Creepos. Joe Patrick, how do I spell Skelenot? Skelenaut is spelled S-K-E-L-E-N-A-U-T-D-O-T-C-O-M. Thank you. Skelenaut.com. Appreciate that last part. That was good. Thank you. Thanks, John. We appreciate your sponsorship. Huge thanks. Go throw money at John. He's a great guy. He's throwing money at us. We couldn't appreciate that more. And watch for the upcoming official THN t-shirt news. Oh, my God. No, I just actually, um, I did, I got home this morning uh, from my family. We took a trip to Niagara Falls, um, from which from Massachusetts is a very long drive. But we went up to, to Toronto for the day on Thursday and went to Beguiling, the uh, the comic shop there, like the world famous one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been there. It's a great um, shop. And it, it's pretty awesome. It's got um, like a really, they have like this, it's like three separate storefronts all connected. Um, and one of the storefronts is all like kid stuff. Um, you know, like pretty much like preteens and and younger, um, that kind of stuff. And then they have an area of like all like the most, uh, thorough, uh, foreign language section I've ever seen at a, like a comic shop. Like they've got, you know, the, like the European stuff that where you go, Oh my God, look at that book. It's, you know, what an amazing format that's in. Like, like, Oh my God, look at all these boobs and dicks. This must be the European section. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Pretty awesome. Um, and then, and then their their mainstream stuff is is pretty well organized too. They've got about all by like uh, category, like crime and sci-fi and fantasy, and um, and then just you know Marvel and DC kind of shoved in there too. Sure. Um, and then all their like, so it was cool. It was really neat to go, and they have all this amazing, like unbelievably amazing artwork on the walls because um, they're sort of an art dealer too, where it's like. Here is a um, one of the covers to um, <clears throat> Paul Pope's um, Heavy Liquid. Ooh. Um, Ooh. My wife wouldn't let me take that home at $4,500. Paul Pope, uh, he is Canadian, right? I said, I said that would be nice, but no, she he um, she, she wouldn't let me. And then like an optic nerve page and, and all sorts of like That's really, very really cool. cool indie stuff. That's it, very it's pretty awesome. cool. Uh, if, um, if you ever find yourself in Chicago, uh, 
there's a store called Challengers Comics mm-hmm. and Conversation. They're nominated for an Eisner like every year. And I don't know if they've ever won yet. Um, they have not won. I do not believe They have a similar thing where they have basically <laughs> an entire separate storefront connected to their main store that's just kid stuff. Just all ages. Hey, kids, comics. Uh, I think it's totally great. If they can, if you can pull that sort of yeah, stuff as a comic shop owner, go for it. If you can get it to sell, yeah. Because we got to get the crack to these kids when they're little and get them hooked, you know? So they turn into, like, adult babies like us, basically. Yeah, exactly. that's exactly, exactly the goal, right? Yeah, <laughs> ruin their life. Yeah, no, I... I went to Challengers a couple years ago. Um, I did that in Chicago Comics, which is like, it's like an in, it's like the coolest indie um, music store you've ever been to. But it's it said it's all comics. Yeah, nice. Um, it nice. is very cool. It's up by like Wrigley Wrigley Field. It's pretty cool. Over in Wrigleyville. Um, yes. Yeah. I like whenever I go to a new place, I try to find like what's the comic shop nearby because I just you know I'm an addict and I want to. <laughs> I want to get my fix wherever I am. Yeah. Um, so it, it's always cool to see like what other people are doing and, and all that. Yeah. I would do that when we were on, t- when we used to, when I was on tour and I would always be like, Hey, coming to this town. What, instead of being like, I'm looking for hot babes. I'd be like, what comic shop should I go to nerds? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. I'm, co- I'm coming in Wednesday morning. Where can I get my immediate fix? To yeah, totally. To <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. I'll, and then like, obviously. so one of my other drummer friends would be like, Oh, you mean nobody mails them to you? And I'm like, Oh fuck off. What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Challengers actually did win the Eisner oh, in really? 2013. They're the ones that beat us. Oh, uh, the year we actually went to the ceremony in San Diego oh, uh, for Legend Comics and Coffee. Okay. Challengers took it home. The next year we won. That is why we uh, stabbed those guys. That's why. Yeah, that's I why they're dead. I, I, okay. I, like, I felt like I hated them, but I couldn't remember. I knew I stabbed <laughs> one of them, but like, who knows why? You no, know, I was super <laughs> impressed with them when I saw their presentation and everything. They, it sounds like yeah, a really no, great place. They they might even have like a lending area, I think. Oh, um, fun! Like, like a library, you can you can, yeah, like I think so. It might have been like volume one sort of thing, which I think is a really cool idea. Like, you know, like the ten dollar volumes. Like, oh if yeah, you like this come okay. back and we'll you know we'll, which I think is a, is a you know why not? I like, love that idea. Yeah, okay. I, I suppose. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to sell vo- volumes two and three uh, rather than just volume one over and over and over again? Yeah, like, it's true. Um, I suppose that's true, and not a bad yeah, idea. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, libraries get a, can get away with it without too much trouble, so... Yeah, libraries are doing great, too. There's billions of dollars coming into that, the libraries. That has nothing to do with people, I mean, like, like, stealing books, though. If, if you're homeless and you need to take a shit, you go to the library, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> um, if you, need, you need to take a shit and check your email. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Free Wi-Fi, yeah. bro! Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> All right, Domingo, so I'm going to open these phone lines up because somebody's de- desperately trying to get in here, but it is always nice All to right, talk to you. All right, sounds brother. good. Thanks, Brian. Have a good Have one. Have a good weekend, guys. You too. Later. Another vote for JMS as a loser. I, I mean, like, maybe I'm too high on his score. Maybe he's at a 45. Oh, come on. Maybe he's at a, maybe, yeah. I, I'm just saying. Maybe he's man. at a 25, huh? Let's just get there. <laughs> we'll see. By the end of the show, could be high 20s. I don't know. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who dis? Hey guys, it's Frank from upstate New York. Frank, you did it, Frank. You I did hey. it. How are we, brother? I told you I was, I was working on it. I'm good. I'm good. So this is a comic shop talk. Is that what this is? Yeah, we talking were talking about, about comic shop. A little bit, our, sure. Our, our local comic shop. Yeah, whatever you want to rap about, I, man. I'm, I'm originally from Long Island, so my local comic shop is is uh, still down there. But but we got a few up here. But actually, you know, you know, I wanted to call and talk to you about you guys. You guys uh, like the old D and D books and stuff oh, like that. Absolutely, huge fan. Yeah, have you ha- have you seen that the uh, Art and Arcana book? Yes, that that was published. Oh my, it's amazing. Yes. I, got, I I I got a copy off off of Amazon for like 
a third of the price or whatever it was. It was so cheap. It was amazing. Man, and it's like you open it up and it's like this to- this box. You open the box up. There's a hardcover. And then there's all of this really cool ephemera from the time. There's a copy of the original, uh, like the original, what is, what is that one? Uh, I can't remember the name of it. It's it's that uh, it's that, the old monster manuals in there, isn't it? It's the that's not the monster manual. It's it's a module that was like oh, the red box. Just, it was just a convention module. No, no, no. It was it was. Um, I can't. Well, I can't remember the, the name of it. I, it's like something. I can't remember the name of it. But it's a, it's the original copy that was used. It's like a copy of the original one that was used at a convention where they did this. It was a tournament. I know, I know you're tournament talking about. Module. I can't say it. We need yeah. Billy Toots. He would know. Damn it, Toots. Yeah. Where are you where we need you? <laughs> but I can't. I can't it's, a, it's like right on the tip of my tongue. But, um, yeah, it's an amazing It's an amazing book, and it just has all the history of of the, the company and the history of the artwork. And I was like, you know, it's one of these things where you can't read it straight through. you got to kind of like look at it, page through it, and go back and read the stuff you're interested on and then go back in and read the stuff that, you know, the follow-up stuff. And it's just it's just an absolutely incredible home essentially and like i said i got i got i got it off of amazon for like a third of the price man it was crazy yeah i looked at it for a really long time and then i looked at my bookshelf and i was like really do i do i need to do this <laughs> oh no no i needed it i need i definitely needed it <laughs> i think i do too it is so it's that cool isn't it i need it don't i so it's so amazing and it's it like really it's like is. all it's the fun. old art and shit like that right yes uh, yes and it's even got the, you know, it, it, this is the funny thing about it. I opened it up and it's got the D&D book smell to it. Like when you what? get your new D&D book, I swear, <laughs> I swear, man, I opened this book up and I was like, it smells like, you know, the, the, the book I got the first time when I opened up that, the player's handbook. Oh, you know, those nerds did that on purpose too. They were like, they opened it up and they were like, <laughs> gross, something is missing, but I can't quite put my finger on it. <laughs> It's exactly. that smell. Where's that, that smell? smell? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you haven't, if, if you haven't got it, get it. It's amazing. If you're a D fan, if you're a fan of the art, it's an amazing book, guys. I just wanted to call to say hi and uh, you know help help you help you you know fill the time between twelve o'clock and one o'clock. I appreciate that. That's all we do Still here. My part. <laughs> it's it's like <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Spin wheels, Frank. I appreciate it, man. You have a good one. All right. You too. Take it easy. God damn it. Now I got to get that. I, I have never owned a d and I got Zach fucking Hollowell in the chat here sending me links to the Super 7 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that are coming out now. The name of the page is Adult Collector. Oh my Come on. God. Come Those on. Those are so friggin' cool. Uh, <laughs> I will say, Zach, the, the Baxter Stockman figure did look really cool. Oh, holy craps. Those are too friggin' cool. And it's like, oh, they're all the cartoony looking ones. Danny Maxwell. God damn. Is that Danny from Iowa? No. That's my friend Danny Max. Oh. So, yeah, D Max. Well, thanks yeah. anyway, D Max. Yeah. Not Danny from Iowa. I think little Danny grew outgrew us. <laughs> that might be. Yeah. Little Danny and spread his wings and I'm done with these nerds. I'm gonna go kiss girls. Screw all this. Oh, you know? Tony Mathers is trying to get five minutes to squeak in a call. Come on, Tony. Do it, buddy. Give us a holler. He's got little kids. Four zero two eight one nine four eight nine four. The phone lines are open. We have a voicemail. We do have a voicemail. Mm-hmm. Oh, we do. Let's have a look here. Who, who, who be it from? Jimmy Randall. Oh. Where's it at? Oh, here we go. Hey, boys. It's JD Gotta Catch. Nope. Uh, When's it from? Today? Yeah. This is John Boner. I need your help. I'm freaked out. Check the flagged messages. Oh, I was looking at the Google Voice. 
It's not. It's never a Google Voice with it Jimmy Randall. Should be. An, oh, he sent us an MP3. Is what you're saying? Sorry, all the way from Australia. Oh, sorry. I did say voicemail, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, you said voicemail. God. Sorry for the confusion. Jesus, this is your. First I call them day. all. I call them all voicemails. But Jimmy Randall, he does not leave voicemails. Right. He sends MP3s. All right, Grandma, I gotcha. We're looking. He's in the up. MP3 club. I uh, still want to talk more about this Star Wars thing because I feel like we haven't even I know? we haven't even seen the Mandalorian yet, and we've got all these announcements and stuff. And like, I still don't even know how Star Wars TV is gonna look or feel. It's gonna feel like Star Wars, is it? Yes, man, it's gonna be weird. Small screen Star Wars. I don't know. I'm I'm ready for it. I just I'm worried. How many times have you watched Star Wars on your t- TV? That's different. I saw it in the theater first, and it was a movie experience on your TV. It's Whatever. different. I haven't, I haven't seen every Star Wars Jimmy movie in the theaters. G'day nerds, it's Jimmy. Um, yeah, bit sick this week. Got a bit of strep throat, but I'm still gonna power through and <laughs> submit an MP3. So let's just never call my uh, commitment to the show into question, please. Except I would never. for you know, the times that I forget to submit, the times that I'm too busy, and of course the uh, the times that I just can't be fucked making an MP3 or staying up and calling. But anyway, on the with the show. Worst case of strep throat um, I've ever heard. Really good question, actually. Like which which series do you? find a bit meh like because for me it's i live in a world of black or white you know guys like i I either love something or i hate it it's there's no real in between so i had to actually put my thinking cap on for this one but i have got an answer uh grant morrison howard porter jla uh specifically uh, rock of ages like i don't know i just remember it being really well received everyone loving it it was kind of the uh the House of X equivalent of its time, like you know, getting everyone really into Justice League again after a very long hiatus. I, for me, it was one of my first exposures to like serious superhero Aww. comics, and I don't know. I've I have no strong opinions on it either way, so it's kind of hard to extrapolate upon that. Like I, you know, meh. All right. Well, look, that's that's my answer. Uh, love you guys. You're just a couple of bloody champions, and so are all you listeners. All right, peace out. Bye. Jesus Christ! I can't go with him on this journey. <laughs> Graham Morrison's JLA is one of my favorite comic yeah, book runs of all time. I totally disagree. I get. I understand Rock of Ages being kind of a difficult insertion point because it's very weird. There's a lot of time travel weirdness. No, I'll give him that. A lot of like super meta stuff. Yeah. Um. It's it's a confusing storyline. Well, it was High Morrison, but he still did it very yeah. much like with the JLA. He wasn't making like Superman act weird, or he wasn't no, making no, like, yeah, like nobody was out of character. They were just, it was in just a like really weird, really situation. high concept. Like there's a universe above ours with Titan Titan sized superheroes, blah blah blah, and like there's all sorts of craziness with Darkseid and the uh, Philosopher's Stone, which was actually the the Warlagog, which is the like oh god item of infinite power that Metron's always after. Yeah, and uh, uh, it ends with my favorite moment in that run, which is the Atom and Green yeah. Arrow killing Darkseid. So cool! It was so cool. <laughs> Thank you for calling THN cover to cover caller. Who this? Hello, caller. Tony Mathers. Tony Mathers. Tony Mathers. There he is. You were sneaking up on us, Tony. <laughs> How's it going, buddy? Sorry about that. It's going good. Is it right if I uh, talk about Original Sin for a minute? Absolutely. Let's talk about Original Sin. So uh, I'm, re- I'm rereading Jason Aaron's Thor run because I stopped around the time uh, Lady Thor came around. Okay. Original so Sin. I'm just doing it all in order. And Oh, the that's God the Butcher event. Stuff, yeah. Yeah. Got it. So the God Butcher stuff is awesome. 
the rest of God of Thunder, when he's fighting Roxon and there being pollutants, that was kind of boring. But then I got into Original Sin. Holy hell, is that terrible? Oh, it was bad. <laughs> Original Sin is a bad event. Original Sin was bad. Yeah, it's not good. Oh my. And it, I don't know who these villains are. Yeah. I have no idea where they came from. Nick Fury, I, I get what they were going. The ending was trying to be poetic. You know, now he's he's someone who's who's always tried to help, and now he's just forced to watch forever. I get that. But his actions were all miscategorized. Mm-hmm. Yes. But the, the, the two things that annoy me the most is, one, Thor losing his hammer is incredibly important, and it's buried in this event. Yes. So we have to read that. And then Odin and his brother coming back are buried in the side event, the 10th realm or whatever bull crap that was. God, I forgot about that. With Angela. Yeah. Cause that's how it oh, ended with yeah. Odin and Odin coming back. And I mean, that's probably going to be important. Right. So ugh. totally forgot about oh, that. Yeah. That was a pretty big hiccup at the beginning. Yeah. Of Aaron's run for not sure. to mention like a hiccup at the end where he loses the hammer and they don't tell us why for almost three years. I think it was. Oh, I feel like it was more than three. Was it longer than that? Oh no, where we find out why? Yeah. Oh, and and the reason is nothing. Yeah. It's like something really stupid. Yeah. Uh, oh, but no, I don't want to spoil it for that. Tony because he'll get to it. But no, no, no you, no, no, don't, you don't get to it. it yeah, they. I oh. think I know what it is. He, what? Uh, is it is it okay if I spoil it? I think. Yeah, I know. please. I mean, yes. Go ahead. Please, dear God, don't spoil he, a four-year-old comic. He said. I think he whispered to him, he said Gore was right or something like that. Yes. Because I think yeah, something yes. along those lines, like yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah. You, you you find out what Fury says to him to make Thor feel unworthy. Right. And so the crux of it is that, like, yeah, gods are bad. Okay. And that, <laughs> and that it makes Thor lose all of his worthiness? Yeah. Like, totally. It yeah, doesn't make any sense. It's like if you whispered in your friends, you're like, the Dallas Cowboys suck. And then you were just like, oh. And then the Cowboys lost every game they ever played again. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> there, was, there was a single issue in God of Thunder right after the whole God Butcher God Bomb thing where it showed Thor going around Midgard, like doing his deeds, right? Right. Would, wouldn't that make him feel worthy then? I mean, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, I get that we, they wanted to do Jane Foster, and that's fine. Sure. Because sure. that's a great run. Sure. Um, but the whole unworthy Thor thing it was silly they needed a better reason yeah it was silly and i feel like they had they had like this is what's going to happen and they didn't have a good enough reason why yeah and they just skated on it until they had to come up with a reason and the reason was bullshit tony i i love you we got one more caller it's definitely trying to cut through here so just had one thing real quick yeah yeah he lost it he lost a hammer in in issue seven there's a panel in issue eight a a group shot he's holding the effing hammer Oh, I'll have to go back and check that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah like editing baby. Fury and Fury's laying there dead and or unconscious or whatever, and he's holding the he's holding the hammer. That's why editors <laughs> are important. Tony, thanks for your call, man. It's good talking to you, buddy. It's been a while. No problem. Thanks, guys. Take care. All right, caller, get on in here. Come on. Who was it? For uh, let's see, I'm starting to see who who we missed here. Maybe they left a message. They were desperately trying to get in. But they left a message. They did leave a message. Oh, I think I know who it is. I'm going to call. Is it Jessica? (laughs) No, but we'll get Jessica. Hey, leave me a message. Oh, it is my buddy. It's my buddy, Justin. I told him to call because I wanted to talk about these goddamn Sith Trooper things. Oh, this is Jeff Hitt. This voicemail is from Jeff Hitt. Oh. Uh, I'll flag it. Okay. Because he called me last night. I was on my way to the grocery store, and he called me with some 
very choice words to say about Chase Magnet's opinions of the modern Spider-Man okay. movies. Okay, all right. Hey, Joe and Matt, this is Jeff Hitt, and I was calling really quick in response to uh, this week's Defenders segment with Chase. Oh, well, oh, I oh, normally oh, time out, time Chase, out, time out, time out. Thank you for calling. Cover to cover. Caller. Who be this? Am I the 99th caller? You are the 99th caller, sir! Yes! <laughs> you win the THN belly shirt! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Justin check. how are you, sir? I am fantastic. How are you guys? We're doing all right. Very We're well. Doing okay. You. Now, I, for like a little look at how the sausage is made, I called Justin. Well, not called him, but I hit him on the faces book, and I was like, "What the fuck is a Sith trooper? You're the biggest Star Wars like toy nerd guy I know. I need you to come in and tell me what is a Sith trooper. I mean, what is going is, on is with that? This? Nobody knows what a Sith trooper is. Yeah, right? but there's all these theories." And somebody's got to be right. Theories don't mean anything. I'm not sure. That, that's what we do in this show, though. We talk about <laughs> shit that doesn't right. mean anything. Conjecture runs afoul. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so tell us what you know. Well, what I know is, I mean, just from a toy perspective, it's the first thing that Disney decided to drop on all of us. Right. Like, we don't know anything about this movie coming out, and it's like, all of a sudden, every licensee is like, hey, we got a Sith Trooper, Hot Toys, we got a Hasbro figure, we've got pops and all this stuff so it's like okay so this is the thing that disney wants us to know about going into this movie this is the first but movie course, drop though this isn't disney plus this isn't something we're gonna see in the mandalorian this is for we know that. rise of Star skywalker and we know that this to is, be true yes and actually it kind of confirmed a little bit of something there was a leaked poster that came out months ago that I don't know. Looking at it to me, it felt like a fan-made poster. I mean, yeah, I thought we. I thought they decided that was fake. Bandolier. Yeah, and I that still has not been confirmed as real or not. Maybe it was an early version or something. But it looked just from like even a graphic design perspective, it was all over the place. Yeah, yeah it was. Super on the bottom of it. Yeah, so, I'm not buying that. I think that's fake shit. Yeah, well, if somebody's faking it, they're faking it with some at least inside knowledge of what's going on. I suppose degree. that's true because we hadn't seen any Sith trooper shit yet. Right. Oh my God. The so, conspiracy I demons. Mean, it's all starting to point to this is happening in the movie, obviously, but Sith Trooper, why? Why why Sith Trooper? And what is I mean, it? There was exactly there were Sith Troopers back in the, you know, now nuked EU. Darth Revan had Sith Troopers. Oh, so, what was their deal? Did they have Sith powers? They did not have Sith powers. They were force sensitive or attuned to the force to some degree, but they sure. weren't red. Yeah, they were like you know, Donnie Yen so, in uh, friggin' um, Rogue uh, One. Th and thank you, in Rogue One. He didn't necessarily yeah. have, he didn't have the powers, but he was attuned to the Force. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they're like attuned so, I mean, to the dark side, more or less. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, the last movie, you know, I think the whole idea was blowing up the past. So yeah. maybe he didn't have something to do with, you know, blowing up the rule of two with the Sith. And maybe these guys are... A bunch of Sith, you know, force powerful users. I'm okay with that, know. by the way. I'm totally okay with that. They are one with the I, force, I and the force is too. with them. If we blow up the two thing and we're just like, no, there's a bunch of Sith running around. Hold up. 45 minutes ago, you just told me that that was stupid. But there was a rule. I'm saying if we blow up that rule. And I said that exact same nope, thing. I mean, they got to give me a good reason to do it. You said <laughs> the rules don't count or whatever. I said right? rules were made to be broken. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about Obi-Wan? Are you excited? You know, I am cautiously optimistic. That's where I'm know, at. Like, I think you and McGregor uh, was great. Yeah. I mean, as Obi-Wan, he was not the problem. 
I mean, by no means. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a little bit questioning the timing. It feels like maybe somebody in the industry let something leak a little too early because the channel hasn't even dropped yet. The channel's right. getting ready to drop in about a month and a half. Right. And D23 is coming up, so that seems like where they might make an announcement. Like, why are we getting this news this week? Because somebody leaked it on accident. Yeah. Yeah, I'm you know? guessing. Well, I mean, once people start having discussions, then it's all over. Someone's like, was, was that Ewan McGregor in so-and-so's office? D23 yeah. is next week, <laughs> you know? right? It's, I think, the 23rd. Yeah. Is it actually on yep. the 23rd? Yeah, I think it is. And we're supposed to get, like, more Marvel news, too, I guess. Marvel news, yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's where we're going to hear yeah. about Fantastic Four and, you know, Black Panther 2 and shit like that. Maybe. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't know. But, you know, I mean, having McGregor on board excites me. Um, you know, we don't know who a director is or anything. I, I like, I like the fact that we're going to go back to this character and we have these 20 years of storytelling possibilities right? in between the two prequels, between the prequels and the, the saga. But there's, uh, I don't know. I mean, are they going to go the solo route and show us like little yeah. stupid things that we don't need to know? Like, yeah, oh, yes. this is where Obi-Wan buys his robe. Yeah. That's one thing you're like, oh, look, that's how he got his mustache, you know, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> God, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> He's a. He's at the doing some crazy old man wizard stuff. He's right. at the ticket know. counter. He's at the ticket counter waiting to go through, and the guy says, "Name, <laughs> how many?" And the guy goes, "Obi, <laughs> one." Okay, and he writes down, "Obi, one." <laughs> Justin, thank you for your call. It's good to talk to you, brother. I'm going to see you uh, hey. real quick here at our fantasy football draft. Yeah, it's coming up quick. Yeah, it'll be Nerd fun. World slide. It'll be fun to kick the uh, shit out of you and your brothers like we do every year. But you know, I mean, we always we're always glad you play. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about, right? Participation trophy. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks, Justin. Uh, guys, talk to you later. Remember when we had THN Fantasy Football, but you decided you were too good for it? No, I remember when you didn't know how to do it, and you cheated, and people didn't play. I and didn't cheat, and everybody you played. You tried to stack somebody else's team. When you realized you were losing, you didn't understand why that was bad news. So what now, are you talking about? I play on the Hicksville team with a bunch of different listeners. So there. Real team. You know Eat what? shit. We play for real stakes. The winner wins a comic book trade of his choice, and we all have to buy it for him. So there. Gambling. You were like, I don't want to gamble. That, hold up. Gambling That's shit. not what you told me. You told me you played for money. That was the only reason that you were worth money. it. Yeah, we're playing for comics, dude. Same thing. You didn't All right? tell me about that. Let's get the Jeff Hitz friggin' voicemail. Hey, Joe and Matt. This is Jeff Hitz, and I was calling really quick in response to uh, this week's Defenders segment with Chase. While I normally agree with Chase and his analysis of things, I had to take a big exception to his commentary on Spider-Man Homecoming and Far From Home, specifically where he said that there doesn't seem to be any consequences for Tom Holland's Peter Parker. And I would go so far as to say that there's actually some of the deepest consequences in any Spider-Man movies for him and the things that he does. Um, You have the uh, fact that Mysterio's outing of Peter Parker to the world through Jonah Jameson is directly linked to yeah. Peter's decision to abdicate any kind of responsibility for um, being the superhero that Tony wanted to be, that, that S.H.I.E.L.D. said they wanted to be. You know, his unwillingness to do that, his desire to leave a, leave a normal life, leads directly to him giving the crazy, you know, spyware technology and missile launching from space 
everything to Mysterio, which is directly how Mysterio is able to do all what he does and eventually, you know, out him when he dies. So um, I could probably point out about several more, but this is a two-minute thing and not a 20-minute argument. So I'll leave it there. But I definitely don't think that saying that there isn't consequences for Peter in these movies um, is an argument for the credit to Spider-Man 3, which, you know, Chase, you're welcome to like it, but it's not very good. (laughs) I agree, Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, I I do agree with what Jeff's saying. There were definitely stakes that... Chase did not touch on it's, it's huge. Stakes. It's different though. And yeah. I understand where Chase was coming from in that too. regard. It's not the same as comic book Peter, like bad things happening to Peter or Peter messing up. That's not what Chase was talking about. No. And and Tom Holland, Spider-Man that does happen to him. Sure. But like the idea of the Parker luck or like I have made a horrible mistake and now people are paying the price for it. That's, we don't get a lot of that traditional Spider-Man. No, that's true stuff and i think that's the point chase was trying to make but they've also and the point that i was making we've also set up a different status quo for spider-man i mean big time where he was brought up by tony stark and yeah which again is very different than what a lot of people consider the traditional spider-man it's true and that's just it comes down to a matter of preference i suppose not my spider-man hashtag baby not my spider-man let's get to our answer of the week okay book that you'd found just be meh i mean like highly celebrated watchmen Get out of here. Get the hell out of here. Watchmen. You're totally wrong. No. You are completely friggin' wrong. I'm not here. wrong. Watchmen, like, changed my life. When, when did it. you read Watchmen? Years and years and years and years ago. And then How I old reread do you think you it. Been? I think the first time I read it, I was like 14 or 15. Yeah, okay. And then I read it again. The first time I read it, I was in my mid 20s. I read it again in my mid 20s. I read it again. It had already left an impression on you. Don't give me any of this reread bullshit. What are you talking about? No, I read it Watchmen. Mean that it was any less this good. Is not, this is not an argument against Watchmen. Or it's quality. I'm saying Watchmen is a highly celebrated work for very good reason. I understand all the arguments in its favor. But I read Watchmen after, let's see, it came out in 86. So I would have read it in like the late 90s. Okay. So almost 20 years removed. 15 years at least removed. With everybody in comics trying to mimic trying to capture that lightning in a bottle again. And when I finally sat down and read it, I was like, okay, whatever. The pirate stuff bored me. I don't give a shit about the pirate <sighs> stuff. That was so important. It, was it though? Yes. It was the was end of the it? golden age. They were slaughtered. Yeah, <laughs> like, I get it, but I don't need 30 pieces of pages of prose. Ugh. Like I get it from the comic that it's the end of the golden age, but you could skip that too. I mean, like it was just shit. It was just a meta thing. I mean, whatever. That's fine. That's this a, and this is a, a perfectly good answer. And I and I get where you're. And going. actually, like this might be a controversial opinion. I think Zack Snyder of all people did a better job ending Watchmen. Oh, I dis. I totally agree. I, I agree. Like all of that. St- all of that stuff about Doctor Manhattan and the paranoia about his power and all of this stuff. And America being on the brink of war and Ozymandias wanting to capitalize on that and give America the kick in the pants it needs or give the world the kick in the pants right. it needs. It's staring him right in the face. And what does he do? Giant squid. Well, he was doing a comic thing and he was like it and I get it and it wouldn't work on the big screen. And I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah, it, it definitely made more sense in the movie and it was probably better for viewers as well. Hey, my, Randy Andrews, what's up? My answer. Question of the week. You're going to hate this. Crisis on Infinite Earths. <laughs> like, 
All I ever heard was how important that book is and I how mean, it is big it is. And I get it. I get that it is. I just had no reference for it. I'll, and when like, I went into it, I was just like, this is very well drawn, <laughs> but completely bonkers. I will totally agree that for people without any sort of connection at all to DC Comics, it yeah. can be kind of impenetrable. And I came into DC later, so I already had like new heroes that are replaced these heroes. Wally West was my Flash and shit like that. Yeah. So when the old Flash died, I was like, okay. <laughs> I, I just, you know, it just never nailed me. I can appreciate it for what it for what it is. Like I've got the big sexy Crisis and Infinite Earths right there. Yeah, the absolute you know, edition. It's amazing. But I, I look, and I'm with you. But like man, I, it just couldn't. It just didn't land. I only had uh, I I didn't read Crisis in its entirety until I think the first trade came out. Um, or no, they did like a they did a hundred dollar slipcase hardcover. And that may have been the first time I actually was able to sit down and read Crisis from start to finish. But I had a couple issues here and there. I had uh, like a beat up copy of number one. Uh, I had the final couple issues. And as I've told on this show many times, I had a copy of Crisis on Infinite Earths number seven, my favorite single issue comic book of all time. Right. The Death of Supergirl. And I, that to this day gets me. Didn't, reading that story didn't give me <laughs> like i get it i get why it gets people i just I'm and like, it has nothing to do with like a deep love of the character of supergirl i hardly had any of those uh pre-crisis supergirl comics right but just the way that story is told and the way her sacrifice plays out in the book about how she um dr light calls out to her it's like kara stop you gotta he's killing you you have to stop and and Kara stops. Not rapist Dr. Light. No, no, the female Dr. Light. <laughs> right. And Kara stops and turns away and yells something at her. And that's what seals her fate. And for the entire rest of the series, Dr. Light is destroyed over it. I get it. It's like, it's my fault. It's my fault. She's dead. And oh, no, it's so good. Fair enough. We're both in the same place. I like that. All right. Well, I got to get out of here because I got to get back to work. I'm actually working this weekend. So, Joe Patrick, set up a new question of the week, please. Uh, Patrick Cavanaugh real quick says for a pair of comic book personalities, you two are incredibly wrong about great books. Patrick, people tune into the show to see how wrong we are. OK, <laughs> I don't know if you've been paying attention. All right. All right. This week's question was submitted by a new guy via the THN forums. We've heard from new guy for a little yeah, while. A bit. Yeah. Well, I, I would argue he's not even a new guy anymore. He's I know. Like he's just a guy. guy he's just a guy. Just guy. He's not an old guy yet. Old man, new guy. <laughs> We're living in an old awful man. timeline. <laughs> Donald Trump, ice, feral hogs coming for my kids. This just sucks. Sometimes the bad guys win, and we have to deal with that. In the world of comics, the good guys usually come out on top, but sometimes they don't. What is the best story you've read where the bad guys win? Nice. I already have my answer. I do, I too. immediately knew my oh, answer. Oh, that's a great one. Very Super good excited question. for this. We will repost the question of the week on this week's episode of Two-Headed Nerd. I'm going to be out of town at a wedding next weekend, so no so cover no to cover, cover next cover. weekend. When will you be back? I will be back. The I'll be back in time for us to do another show. Okay. So that, that'll all be good. We're just going to miss one. So. All right. Thank you to everybody that played along, and as always, if you want to reach us, 402-819-4894 is a way to do it. You can leave a message at any time. It doesn't have to be on Saturday. Anything you want. It does not have to be on Saturday. It can be any time, and you can send us an MP3 at any time to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. Talk about whatever you want. It's your show, and we don't have a show without you. Thank you so much again. 
Uh, I have to jump back to work, though. So for now, it's a two-headed nerd signing off. I didn't yell. No, you didn't yell. You disappointed everybody. Yep. That turned out to be a really good show. Yeah. Talk about whatever you want. It's your show, and we don't have a show without you. Thank you. Um, where are our good stickers? I need a, f- a handful. I keep them by my. <laughs>